0: At the beginning of 2021, we started equipping ourselves with survival skills to spiritually thrive, not merely survive, when our spiritual development depends on us. So, the first skill was the ability to feed yourself. Pretty important, right? It's imperative to our spiritual survival that we learn how to feast on God's word. Well, that is something Tara Lee Cobble from the Bible Recap and D-Groups knows and teaches so, so well. We are so thankful to share in a conversation with Tara Lee today about spending time in God's Word. She has really helpful, practical tips for preparing to spend time with Jesus, from creating a physical space to what prayers to pray before diving into scripture and how that then positions us to seek God's help in understanding what we read, much needed in the Old Testament. (laughs) We'd love to invite you to read through the Bible with us this year, and this conversation will hopefully give you the courage and tools to feel confident in joining us. So here's our conversation with Tara Lee Cobble.
1: So we're excited to talk about spending time in God's Word, you know, but before we talk about you getting to the Word, let's talk about the Word getting into you and you coming into a relationship with Jesus. How, How did you come to know Him?
2: I am so grateful. I had the opportunity to grow up. The Lord planted me in a home where the Word of God and the church were at the forefront of what my family did. So I grew up in a family of entrepreneurs, but my dad still had a lot of his hands in um, ministry stuff. So he was a a deacon at his church. He had a Christian bookstore, did door-to-door evangelism stuff and and things like that. And so we were in church three times a week, and I heard about the Lord. My first memory is my mom teaching me John 3.16. My second memory is my brother Jason leading me to Christ on a Saturday night while we played board games Mm. before uh, we got ready for bed. So I think we were playing chutes and ladders. (laughs) And he's just uh, man's taking the opportunity to use the ladders as an illustration of going up to heaven and the shoots as an illustration to go. <laughs> you know, That's so awesome. In a, in a child's mind, you know, it, it, all, it all came together. And, and I knew so little about the Lord then, even in that environment. And I think no matter when in life someone meets him, whether they meet him at a young age, or late in life, after they've just lived a, a crazy different lifestyle or whatever, we're all saved from the same hell. We're all saved into a relationship with the same glorious God. We're all saved from our own brokenness and despair. A lot of people who have that testimony feel like they have a lesser or they'll say, like, I have a boring testimony. To be, to be saved into a relationship with the great God of the universe is never boring. Mm-hmm. And um, despite the fact that I knew so little about him then, I really believe that's when that transformation took place in my heart. And I see his work in my life, the evidence of his spirit in my life from that time. Faith of a child, I suppose. That's
1: cool. As you're just sharing, you you came to Christ pretty early in life. Even at that young age, was there a sense of transformation that took place? Was there a change that happened in your life?
2: One of the things that I noticed was, (laughs) and part of this could have just been that I'd seen it modeled in my family, but literally, I it was a Saturday night, the next morning in Sunday school with the five-year-olds witnessing to the five-year-olds and telling them, you know, hey, do you know Jesus? I think I had seen so much of that demonstrated in my family that I thought, this is what you do when you're a Christian. So I don't know that that was a spirit-driven thing. Right. I just thought, this is what you do when you know Jesus. I did feel conviction of sin, and I don't have a lot of early memories from that time period, so I can't directly trace that, but I can say that through the years, I definitely saw him growing a desire in me to be in the Word at the church, engaged with the ministry of the Word. Talking
1: this year again about uh, encouraging everyone in the, in the My Radio family to, to commit themselves this year to read through the Bible in a year. When was the first time that you undertook that effort of going, I'm going to invest myself in significant time in God's Word. I'm going to read through the Bible. When was that first time for you?
2: Well, first, I just want to encourage any of your listeners who are going to do that, who are on that path, that you're making the best decisions. Mm. And the people who are like, hey, that sounds nice. That is not me. That's not going to work for me. I'm not interested. Um, I would just encourage you to ask the Lord if that's something He has for you. If He could uh, equip and enable you through His Spirit to engage with that, or even if you don't want to do it, to want to do it, mm. like to place the desire in you for that. Because the first time I read through it, It was 10 years ago. This will be my 10th trip through Scripture. I was in full-time ministry at the time, and a pastor friend of mine, just in casual conversation, asked me if I'd ever read through the whole Bible. And I said, I probably, in being a Christian for most of my life, have pieced it all together through the years. And he said, I would just encourage you to sit down and and read the whole thing. At the time, I was a public speaker, and I still do that a lot. Um, But I also primarily was a worship leader and a minister through music. He said, I would encourage you to say very little on stage until you have done that. Just introduce the song, tell them they can be seated. Very few of your own words, because the word of God is is what you want to embed in your heart Mm -hmm. so that that can pour out of you when you speak to the people. Like, how did this never occur to me before? (laughs) Like, I felt like an idiot for not realizing how important that was. Mm -hmm. As someone who's in full-time ministry, it was August of 2008, and I started reading through it then, Read through using the chronological plan that is free on Uversion. I knew that reading it in the order that it happened would be the most helpful for me because one of the places that things sort of fell apart for me was I didn't understand how things fit together. Mm. When I read chronological, which is different than front to back, it just made things so much more engaging for me. And I really felt like it helped me get a grasp of just the meta narrative of scripture, the overarching storyline. I've been doing that plan ever since. I love it.
1: God is always at work among us.
0: Avelino in Grand Island grew up in a very unstable home. His dad struggled with substance abuse, which led to domestic violence and much emotional pain. When Avelino was late in his teens, his dad's choices resulted in a criminal conviction. But while serving his sentence, his dad heard for the first time the message of salvation and gave his life to Jesus. Avellino knew something was different when his dad's first request after being released was for a Bible. But Avellino was hesitant to believe this change was genuine and for good. So Avellino started attending church with his dad to see if this change was real. As he attended, God began to move in his heart. Avellino realized he was following in his dad's previous destructive footsteps. So when Avellino heard the gospel for himself, that it didn't matter what he had done, Christ wanted to forgive him and to give him a new life. Avellino decided to change his path and follow in his dad's new footsteps, committing his life to the Lord. God is on the move in the lives of Nebraskans, bringing transformation and a new life in Christ. Today, Avellino leads a church in Grand Island, praying God will use him to help transform families like God transformed his own.
1: God is doing something right now. Share your story and join the conversation in the Connect Now section at mybridgeradio.net. Let's talk about that first year. Um, we've got a number of people in My Virginia family who are or will be, maybe even after today, they might commit themselves to doing it for the first time. What was that first time like for you? Easy? Challenging?
2: <laughs> oh, it's just a breeze, you know? So easy. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it was hard. It was hard to commit the time to it, first of all. At the time, I was reading in the evening before I went to bed, but what I thought was my sweet thought, I learned years later that I was wrong because I never, ever meditated on the word in my sleep. So (laughs) what I read served me for about 15 minutes. So now I read in the morning because I want the word to be in my head and my heart through the day. I sort of tell people, fill up your gas tank before you hit the road. You know, it was hard to remember to do it. Sometimes it was hard to want to do it sometimes, but the biggest struggle for me, what some of what I was reading was, were things I had never heard about the Lord, things that no one had ever taught in church and things that I found unappealing, Mm. My first year through Scripture was a wrestle to decide, do I love this God I'm reading about? Mm -hmm. A lot of people feel like when I say that, they're like, oh, yeah, the Old Testament, you know, he seems really harsh there. I didn't have any problems with what I was reading in the Old Testament. Some of the hardest parts for me were the words of Christ. So one of my mentors sort of knew a lot of my theology and what I was struggling with, said, hey, the things that you're seeing that are bothering you, why don't you try reading through again next year and seeing if, you see that anywhere else because it's kind of everywhere. Mm. And so I'll just tell you, uh, it was the sovereignty of God is what really bothered me. It really bothered me that I had less control than I thought I had. I wanted to be the one who made myself perfect. I wanted to be the one who cleaned myself up. Mm. When I saw that it was God who was doing these things, that it is it is He who works in you both to will and to work according to His good pleasure. He's the one who creates the desire in you, and He's the one who produces the work through you. And when I saw that, Chased against my own self-righteousness. Hmm. I'm in full-time ministry. If I don't like God, my whole world is upside down. <laughs> <Yeah>. You know, <laughs> like, like everything's about to change, you know? So I needed to figure this out and quick. So the second time I read through, I fell in love with him. Hmm. I, it, he became so beautiful to me, and I began to see my own wretchedness and his abundant generosity hmm. to put in me good desires to work through me things that are for His glory and for my joy. And it also set me free from the perfectionism that I feel like a lot of people struggle with today, especially wanting to get it right, and there's a lot of shame when we don't. It set me free from that, all that stuff of feeling like I had to nail this. It just gave me a lot of grace toward others when they weren't getting it right, and it gave me a lot of grace toward myself.
1: Hopefully, many in the My Bridge Radio family, this will be their first year of reading through the Bible if they've not done it before. So as we talk about some helps you've developed over the years, talk about time and, and how and where to make time to uh, get into God's
0: Word.
2: I know it's cliche, but I really think morning is such a great time mm. for me and for the majority of people. Now, mm. there are some people whose lives look very different than I. One of the women who's part of the ministry that I lead has 11 children. And she still makes it a morning priority for her. So that's not to shame anyone. That's just to say she found the time that works, even with all that in her life. It's going to be different for everyone. But what I will say is every one of your listeners has time to read the Bible if they have time to listen to the radio. Hmm. Because one of the great things about living in the technological age that we live in, one of the ways that the Lord has used technology to draw people near to Him, is the fact that you can listen to the audio Bible. Like hmm. If you're a slow reader, if you can't read, you can still read the Bible. It will read the Bible to you. Yeah, it's awesome. If you go to Bible.com, you can play any passage of Scripture. You can choose the accent that you want. <laughs> you can choose the speed that they read to you. Yeah. You can cater it all to yourself, and it's all on the Bible app for free as well. Now, it is mentally very different than reading other books. It's going to feel different than when you when you try to crack open a devotional. Mm but the mental effort that you have to put into this it's worth it you know it's hard to dig into a gold mine it is not easy it requires a lot of tools and work and time and everything worth having in life has some level of difficulty that you can't undercut so there's going to be some mental work that goes into it but you know I love Psalm 19:7 talks about the word itself and it says the law of the Lord is perfect reviving the soul the testimony of the Lord is sure making wise the simple So even people who feel like they don't have the mental cognitive abilities to process this, by sheer virtue of digging into the Word, the Lord himself is activating something in you that you don't have otherwise. He produces in you the ability to do the work that you're doing.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, give us some insights about choosing a place to read the Bible.
2: So, um, again, my situation is unique in that I live alone. I'm not married. I don't have children. I don't have pets. So I have a little corner in my living room that is my place with the Lord, and I keep my Bible and my journal there. In the winter, that's where I go. In the the warmer months, I go outside and and sit outside in the sun. For some people, it's going to be in your car, in your driveway at work before you go into your job. Mm -hmm. For some people, you might not feel like you have any private space. Maybe you have to go in the bathroom and (laughs) and lock the door, Mm -hmm. and that's the only place you have where your kids won't bother you. And again, it feels like such a luxury statement. Some people can get alone, and that's okay. Some people are going to be distracted during this, and that's okay. Prioritizing this time and asking the Lord to help you as much as possible guard that time mm-hmm. for Him to protect it, mm-hmm. I think that's really helpful. John Piper once said that when he's reading the Bible and someone rings his doorbell, he asks the Lord for permission to be excused. <laughs> that's awesome. He so said, I'm meeting with a real person. Mm-hmm. I want to. Honor and respect that time with him as much as possible. And it's a real process. Sometimes your mind gets distracted, but as much as you can carve out a place that will protect that time with him and and honor that, it's helpful.
1: And we've had a number of moms when we've talked about this kind of a topic, one of the things that they've talked about, which I think is really cool, is they've taught their kids, hey, when mom's up and the Bible's open and that time with God in the morning, don't interrupt. (laughs) And they've, and, they've invested in their kids that way and their kids honor that.
2: I love that, and you know what? The kids will remember that forever. Absolutely. And it teaches them a value and priority of the Word of God. Mm-hmm. And it also, one thing that I think is really important in our world today is it reminds those kids that they aren't the center of the universe. Mm. It teaches them that there is something that takes precedence over you. And I want to demonstrate that to you. It's going to be what um, hopefully drives them into that relationship with the Lord is to see that He is most valuable over everything else. Mm-hmm.
1: So Tara, I'd love to hear just insights, things that have been helpful to you as far as process.
2: One of the things that was transformative for me was when I began my reading time by talking to the Lord and asking him to help me. I went into it to begin with, with sort of my own ideas of how smart I was and how wise I was. And he just kind of crushed all that. It was very clear that I couldn't understand this without his help. So there are five prayers that I pray every day before I read. It's not some kind of magic incantation that I'm speaking over my time with the Lord, but I definitely see Him answering those prayers with a yes. The prayers are, first, I pray, God, give me wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. Help any knowledge I gain make me love you and others more and not puff me up. Help me see something about you that I've never seen before. Correct any lies I believe about you or anything I misunderstand and direct my steps according to your word. So I enter into that time asking Him for help, recognizing that I'm fully dependent on Him, and trusting that He's going to meet me in this place. I believe there's something for me to learn about God on every page of the Bible, even sometimes when I'm in those really tough parts of the Old Testament that are genealogies and laws and all that. I believe there's something I can learn about the character of God. So my second trip through Scripture I, one of my spiritual goals for that year was to have a note on every page of my Bible. I just thought there's no way that the God of the universe who wrote this letter to reveal himself to us won't reveal himself to me if I ask. I don't think he's gonna play hide and seek with me. He's not trying to trick me. I really wanna see who he is. So just asking him for help was one of the best parts of the process, the most transformative for me.
1: Five prayers that you pray before you enter into the word God each day, Loved them. Mm-hmm. Thank uh, you. Going to steal them. Thank you. <laughs> just so you know, going to share them with lots of people. It's awesome.
2: Yes, oh do. yeah,
1: I we're yeah. definitely going to do that. How did those develop over the years?
2: <laughs> oh goodness. Um, I think just through what I have learned about the Lord in the Word, I recognized a lot about myself, how deep my need for Him is, mm. and so I also recognized how much Scripture tells us knowledge puffed up. And I love knowledge. I love information. It's easy when you're sharing information with people who be like, wow, you're so smart. And if you're like, yeah, really, I really am so smart, you know, <laughs> I really started to see, oh, this the scripture's revealing my heart to me here. I'm getting puffed up. And so I didn't want that. I don't, I don't want to be arrogant. So I began asking him, hey, help this information make me love you more and others more and myself less. Let it not be about me. And I don't want to come to the Word so that I can sound smart, or even so that I can say I read through the whole Bible. Every conversation that I had about reading through the Bible to serve to make other people hungry for God, as opposed to leaving that conversation going, Pearly's awesome, leaving that conversation going, I want to read through the Bible. Mm -hmm. So that's what I hope is happening for your listeners right now. So Mm -hmm. as I'm working through those prayers, it was mostly asking to correct errors, because when I was going to the Word, I realized I was going to look for a to-do list. Mm -hmm. I was going to it to see how I should live in a way that made me know I was doing everything right. How can I check all the boxes? And I realized I'm supposed to be reading this to learn who God is and then correct any lies I believe about you or anything I misunderstand. That is trying to enter in with humility, going, I don't know it all. And some of the things I think I know are wrong. That was revealed to me on that very first trip through and continues to be revealed to me when I read. There are places where I've taken notes in my margins, but I've scribbled out. Because as I've gotten to know God better, I realized I was wrong.
1: Hope-filled. Jesus-focused. Commercial-free. You can connect with MyBridge Radio anywhere you go. Open the MyBridge Radio app and press play. Or click listen live at MyBridgeRadio.net. Terrell, you shared a, a quote from, I think it was John Piper, about how he asks God for permission before before he leaves his time with God and his word. He, he has this sense of God and, and God being a person. Mm-hmm. You've got that cultivated mm-hmm. in you too. I'd love for you to speak to that a little bit, that, that this isn't a lifeless word, right? That we're just getting into this sterile activity. Right. We're talking about a prayer of mine a number of years ago that God met me in. God... I want to fellowship with you in your word. I don't know what that means, God, but like, Mm. would you teach me how to fellowship with you in your word? I mean, you've been there as well. What's a perspective about God and his word that you take into time with
2: him? Oh, that's so good. I love that you're praying that. And it seems like he has done that in you. The fact that you're challenging your listeners and your family there to read through scripture. Yeah, I think for me, recognizing how much it shifts everything to actually know who God is instead of just knowing about him. One of the things that I recognized, especially in my own home growing up, my family owns a Christian bookstore, so I had access to all these devotionals, all these other words that people had written about God, and yet I knew so little of God's firsthand words. I really wanted that secondhand information. It was much more digestible, much more easy to process, much more palatable, and much more about me. I spent my life reading devotionals that had one or two sentences, and some of them were very good devotionals. I loved Oswald Chambers, A.W. Tozer, things like that, those Spurgeon, just great, rich devotionals. But it left me feeling a little too good about my time in that devotional because it did not leave me with a hunger for the Word. It terminated on itself. It felt like a good bite-sized self-help chunk for the day. And what I realized was I had primarily been engaging with God second hand. I was engaging with Him through songs that people had written about Him, sermons that people were preaching about him, books that people had written about him. I was not engaging with the conversation that he had written to me about himself. So that mindset helped me to realize, I want to go to the source here. What if the people who wrote those songs had the bad theology that I had when I started reading Scripture? What if they don't know a whole lot about him? What if the people who are preaching these sermons, what if what they're saying doesn't line up with what he says about himself? I'm getting fed all this misinformation, and I don't even know better because I haven't listened to him. So I really wanted him to inform my opinions about
1: him. You know, As you were sharing that, uh, Tara Lee, I remember a guy who, he never was officially a mentor in my life, but he was a mentor in my life. <laughs> and it was a cool thing because the effect of his life on me had the effect that I would want my life to have, which was, man, I would spend time with him and, and he just – Obviously, he knew God. Mm-hmm. I thought, man, I could either go to him every time I want to kind of get pumped up, <laughs> you know, right. or I could go to the source that he went to. So I went straight to the source, and oh, that, I love that! It was awesome. So, what are some mm-hmm. things that you've learned over the years that would help someone who's saying, "This year, I know I no really, I want to spend time with God in his world, <laughs> and I want to get through the Bible this year"?
2: Oh, first, I just want to say, anyone who has felt like they've tried and failed, as, as I have many times. To not view that as a failure, but to view that as there were times that you engaged with the Lord. That is not a loss. That is not a waste. You may not have accomplished the goal that you set out for yourself, but if you learned anything about the Lord, that is progress in the right direction. Amen. Because, again, what we're, what we're wrestling with here is our own self-righteousness, our own desire to check the boxes, our own desire to do things perfectly, our own desire even to be able to say, I read through the Bible this year. What we want to do here is engage with the Lord. So I tell people in the ministry that I lead, D-Group, stands for Discipleship Group, I tell them, uh, if you show up at D-Group next week and you have only answered half the questions and you haven't memorized your memory verse and you've only read three days' worth of reading, it's probably three days more of reading than you would have done if you weren't in D-Group. It's probably more questions than you would have answered. That's a win, because for three days this week, you are in the Word. You're in the Word of God. and. Forget the four days that you didn't read. We're going to focus on the fact that you sat down, you made that a priority, and you probably weren't doing that before. So have some grace for yourself. Know that you're moving in the right direction. Know that the Lord is is bringing you in. And again, where you don't desire to be in the Word, ask Him to create the desire. When you don't understand what you're reading, ask Him to give you understanding. When you don't have the time, ask Him to carve out time. I have asked Him to wake me before my alarm as I'm waiting to get my oil changed. Help me to remember that I have a Bible on my phone and not just an Instagram app. Hmm. Um, one of my spiritual advisors in my life told me he just bought a little pocket Bible and he kept it with him and he read it everywhere he went. He said, I would read it at stoplights when I'm pumping gas and just any chance I had, I had bookmarked, that was his first scripture, he would bookmark where he was and he said, I just wanted to read through it as quick as possible. You've
1: dealt with some intense trauma in your life, loss of family members, mm-hmm. open heart surgery for yourself, st- some struggles mm-hmm. with depression. Mm-hmm. So, how did the fact that you had been are spending time with God in His Word, how's it impacted that reality? Obviously, it doesn't cause you to not go through the hard times, but what does it do for you in the hard times that you've got God's Word?
2: My sister passed away from brain cancer. I had two open heart surgeries, two and a half months apart. I was electrocuted in the second open heart surgery and had an open wound from that. During all that time, I was sleeping eighteen hours a day for some of it. I was going through the depression that often naturally follows open heart surgery. The fact that I had knowledge of who he was to sustain me in that time, it was so generous of him to give me that knowledge of who he is before the storm hit, because it was a, it was a rough couple of years. If I didn't know who he was, I don't know where my heart would have gone in those moment. And that's, it's a really scary thought to wonder where I would have been mentally and emotionally. Given my fate at the time when I did know who he was, for the people who are listening to this, who are in that pit of despair, who are in that place, one of the things I, I always tell D group is, is where the joy is. And joy and grief can commingle. They aren't mutually exclusive. He can give you joy in your despair. He can give you joy in your grief. He can give you joy in your depression in a way that it's sort of the only food you've got to go on.
1: So, Terry Lee, it's been a, a rich morning with you, which I knew it would from all that I'd heard about you and, and being familiar with you through one of our teammates. Before we let you go, we'll get a number of people listening. They've been encouraged. Hopefully they've been inspired. I'm going to do this. I'm going to dive into God's word. One word of counsel, one word of encouragement, like one thing, like just one to say, just remember this as you <laughs> launch.
2: I would encourage them to ask God for help. Because they're going to hit several different struggles along the way. The enemy of their soul wants them not to do this. Their flesh wants them not to do this. But the God of the universe, who has given them a fraction of a desire to do this, can fix all those things. He can enter into every space of need. He can enter into your lack of desire. He's not afraid of it. He knows you don't want to read. He knows where your heart is. So ask him to change your desire. Ask him to give you the desire. And when you enter into read... Ask him to show you something that makes you want to keep going and keep doing this tomorrow when you wake up. When your schedule wars against you, ask him for help. When your busyness wars against you, when your chaos wars against you, ask him to help fight those battles for you, to make room. Because he wants time with you more than you want time with him. And being sovereign over everything, he can orchestrate those things to make it work together for your joy and his glory.
1: Amen. Well, thank you so much for taking time today.
2: Thank you so much for uh, reaching out about this. I really hope this will be a tool that your listeners use and that it benefits them.
0: I don't know about you, but I feel so much more encouraged and equipped to commit to reading through the Bible in 2022. I so appreciate what Tara Lee shared about a perspective shift she had, how she used to read the Bible as like a checklist, making sure she was living this life right, and then came to realize that time in God's word was to meet with Jesus and learn about who he is. That's so, so good. Personally, I'm excited to see how I get to know Jesus more this year through my time in His Word. And if you haven't started yet, seriously, it is never too late. We'd love for you to join us as we read through the one-year Bible this year. You can find tools to help you get started at mybridgeradio.net. And as always, to hear more from MyBridge, tune into your local MyBridge radio station, listen online with our app, at home through your smart speaker, or on mybridgeradio.net. Thanks for listening. We'll see you soon.